Hello and welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris and this is a Spotlight Reflection movie show. And as always, I'm joined by my spooky friend around and round the garden like a teddy bear. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Calm down, calm down. I don't believe in ghosts. It's all stupid, isn't it? <laughs> did you ever used to watch... This is a massive tangent, by the way. <laughs> but did you used to watch... Um, it was shown on Channel 4 very late at night one, one time uh, years ago. Roger Melly on the telly. Oh, God. Do you know what? I think I do remember that, actually. Yeah. And um, Peter Cook voiced Roger Melly. And um, Harry Enfield did the voice of his friend and person who arranged the shows and stuff. You sounded just like him then. Oh, did I? <laughs> you, did you sound... Because you kind of started off with a bit of Scouse, but then you went into a bit of a... I don't know what it was, but... Um... Cheeky fuck, it was all Scouse. A bit of bad <laughs> Scouse. But, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to be Craig Charles as, like, like a not obvious impression from the, uh, from the discussion topic of the evening. Yes. Well, anyway, how are you? Are you okay? I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to mute my microphone while I have a cough. Uh, but it's not COVID, in case anyone's worried. I've just got a, uh, I've got a little bit of liquid in my throat, like something well, stuck that's just recently gone down there. Oh, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to know about your private life. No, I've, well, been piping, mute, I've been piping off goats all day, so bear with me. <laughs> um, well, there is a little tale to tell, because... Um, <laughs> not about that. Not God. I should just let's stop that. Mm. Uh, anyway, we are here to talk about Ghost Watch from 1992. Mm. And my ramblings will make more sense uh, when you uh, listen to the show and as we get through. Because some people may not have heard of Ghost Watch, they may not have seen it. Um, but before we get into that, just there's something I just want to mention. We've talked about it off air, but uh, we were supposed to record this a week ago. But I think there's a curse. The curse of... Ooh, the curse of Ghostwatch. Um, and as I say that, the internet has died. <laughs> and uh, I, we've got a poor network. I'm not even sure if Adam can hear me. Adam, can you hear me? Are you there? I don't think you are. through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Hello. Hello. I don't know what happened then. Hello. It just said... Sky I was just, just about... Closed on me. It died. You know, I know. All well, this is the thing. The weird thing is, I was talking about, there's a curse of yeah. Ghost Watch. There's a ghost because... in the machine. There's definitely something going on because, um, like I said, I was just saying until Skype died, we were going to record this last week and you had a bit of an accident, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Literally minutes before we were going to record, which I thought was, was a, very strange. Yeah. I thought, God, he's finally had enough of me or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. About a minute before we were about to record, actually, we just exchanged jovial WhatsApp messages saying, oh, I'm ready now, etc., etc. I had set my recording station up and... Uh, yeah, then it didn't happen. So, 
do you, do you want to tell people what happened? Well, I managed because <laughs> I find it okay. I find it hilarious. I managed to hurt my back. Uh, it seems to have been muscular rather than uh, skeletal. Um, while shaking my cock um, post piss. You know, just to make sure that you've got a nice dry tip. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then, I, and then as, as I was shaking, the weight displacement uh, caused something to go bad in my in my uh, in my in my back area. So uh, I had to lay down and tell you that I couldn't do it, which was. Uh, we- mm. Yeah, uh, uh, at first I thought this is like the dodgiest excuse ever. But I think it's also, now listening to it, it's, quite, it's probably the best one. Yeah. Two questions yes. I have. First one, don't you use a bit of tissue to dry the tip once you've done a bit, you know, your wee? Because if you've got, if you've got crappy toilet, well, no, because I don't leak. I'm not, I'm not as old as you. <laughs> leak as much as you do for a start. And, um, You're not far off that old from me, you, I'll have you know. Yeah, but you know. In, in numerical value, yeah, but your insides are going to give up way earlier than I, mine, mine will. But uh, <laughs> and also, yeah, you don't want to get uh, toilet paper stuck to anything if you if you start dabbing away. Mm. Well, uh, uh, I only find that that happens if uh, you know after a, after I masturbate. Yeah. Um, I mean, but uh, well, usually, obviously, I put a I put a small size tampon up the old uh, singular eye. <laughs> Well, no, I so I've started doing that occasionally. Sorry, like, no, not a tampon. Sorry, the, <laughs> the toilet tissue, because unless obviously I'm in a pub or somewhere that's got a urinal, I'm not going to do it then. But um, <laughs> I've never walked be into weird. a pub toilet and seen someone dabbing the end of their knob. No, <laughs> no. But uh, when I'm at home, I'll just get a single sheet of, of tissue paper and I'll, as well as I have a little shake, not a vigorous one, um, you know. Well, I've got no um, option but vigorous because once once the motion happens, it's like a giant ripple effect. Well, the, the, it's yeah. It's like a fireman's hose, like shaking a boa constrictor. <laughs> well, that, that's my second question. But no, but it's the, magnificent, still my... I think, is the answer. <laughs> Yes, there's that old joke, isn't it? You know, it's like the doctor said not to. Um, what, what's oh, I've, I've forgotten it. The doctor well. said not not to. Uh, you know, um, I can't remember. If you're going to tell what a joke. It? At least know the joke. That's that's. You put me one. off, you fucker. Yeah. What's the punchline? Um, yeah, the doctor says not to hold anything heavy or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that, that classic. Oh God, this is going well. Anyway, yes. um, no. Well, you answered my first question, or second question, I should say. But no, I, I, I have. I started to, to, to dab a little bit because, even though, like you said, I don't leak, but you know, it's just a, it's a more efficient way of making sure that everything's gone. I guess because rather than you know trusting the old shake, shake, shaky, shaky. See, I'm I'm kind of worried now that I'm just uncouth. Um, <laughs> but I've got a feeling in reality, it's, it's, you are doing something quite weird. Possibly. I've never um, ever gone through school. No one ever taught me to dab me dab me nib. Um, <laughs> it was never taught. I've never seen anyone do it. No, I'm not, well, I'm not. I only started doing it recent, relatively recently. I only talked probably last year or so. I mean, how how no, are I, your how are your uh, I'm going to get this, not going to be called this, but how are your bladorial muscles as you grow older? You know, do you still manage to you know jet out wee all in one go? Or do you sort of do the main body of the Wii and then do you have sort of like several follow-ups? 
No, it's pretty decent. To be fair, I've uh, I've not had any issues with that. I mean, I've be people have said to me as you get older, you know, your flow's not what it was. Yeah, I think that's what I've been. Yeah, because I've been sat in, but, I've been sat in toilets before, and you've heard, you know, someone comes into the cubicle next year. I've been having a shit, you know, and uh, but you hear someone they piss, they piss a bit, then it stops, then they piss a bit more, then it stops, and that happens about eight or nine times. And then they have a tremendously mm. bad shit because they're sat next to me, so they've obviously got diarrhoea. But when you come out, and then. <laughs> Some crusty old cunt just walks out of the thing. You think, ah, right, okay, you've got very bad bladder control because, you know, you know I still I still like to try and rem- remove the enamel off the toilet, you know, real pressure washer stuff. Oh, yeah, no, and when you get the, the old um, uh, cake things, you know, the smelly things in the, yes. in the ur- urinals, uh, yeah, you always aim for them yeah. and see if you can... You know, see if you can t- dis- destroy it, basically, I think. Did you I know. tell you I saw someone um, eating one of those? Oh, God. No. <laughs> well, I took a <laughs> bite out of it anyway. I think it was in... Uh, shit, what was it called? Oh, it was a club in Norwich. I can't remember its name now. Um, oh, days, well, look, when you, to get in a club, you had to wear shirts and trousers. Mm. They, got, they got it from the urine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They picked, they picked oh. up a pineapple, because the whole place is about a pineapple. He picked it up and took a bite out of it. I mean, I don't know what the fella in the corner with the with the aftershave was was thinking of the whole situation, but I've never seen anyone before or since even do that. And I'm I'm assuming they died of something horrible. I, anyway. I was going to say I'm assuming that, that it, well, <laughs> if they're still alive or not. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. That the the fella was probably thinking, you know, I've I've escaped a war war torn country for this. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. to like spray people with a yeah. bit of links. I've got my dream yeah. job as butler. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing yeah. with vomiting assholes. Yes, yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about no, that shit. We've, um, we've gone slightly off track. We have. Um, but anyway, that's what make this show, makes this show good. Um, this is a spotlight reflection movie show, amongst other things, um, where we revisit films usually... Although our last show, uh, which was all about Home and Away, the pilot, although it's kind of filmed like a TV show, an extended TV show, because it had the ad, ad breaks in, uh, even though there weren't any ad breaks. Would there have been ad breaks, do you think? Because yeah. that would have made it like two hours long. Yeah, def- definitely. They wouldn't have had the little splash screens that said Home and Away. It was definitely, it was all no, Pippa's tripped over a fucking log and then there's an advert for fucking potato waffles or something hmm mm. so that would have been like on for two hours yeah. when, the, when when the pilot was on but uh yeah so we normally Worth talk about second but like, are you still watching home and away do, do, do you know what no I, i'm not now I, I, oh. I did watch quite a few and, and then the last couple of episodes i did kind of skip through it to see if anything interesting happened and yeah nothing did so. no that's that's relieving and also a little bit disappointing at the same time. I don't mean I won't go back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, so we normally, we talk about films from our childhood, but I think it, that was your pick, Home and Away, yeah. the pilot. As insane as it was, I think we actually quite enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah, I think so, weirdly. Uh, but, yeah, so, but I was <clears throat> inspired, I think, by that choice. And so desi- decided to revisit from 1992 a TV movie, as it's called on IMDb, um, called Ghost Watch. Now, uh, this was released 30 years ago Fucking this hell. year. Uh, <laughs> I know. 30, it's 1992, and it was released on uh, Halloween. Yeah. So October the 31st. Um, and 
It's an hour and a half long, or one hour with 31 minutes. Uh, it stars uh, Michael Parkinson as Michael Parkinson. Uh, uh, Sarah Green as Sarah Green. Uh, Mike Smith as Mike Smith. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Craig Charles. Um, those are, if you like, there are actors in this, but this is um, a docudrama. What would you call it? Um <sighs> Um, I don't know. It's yeah. What would you describe it as? Because it's not reality television, docudrama, no. docud, yeah, dramatized, dramatized, re, dramatized reality TV thing. Yeah. So before it, um, it kind of existed. Yeah. Um. So uh, the Wikipedia uh, excerpt. States it is a British reality horror pseudo documentary television film. Oh, such a such um, an easy genre just to roll off the tongue. It it is uh, now. So I remember watching this when it was released, and I didn't. Well, I didn't know it was um, pretend. I must admit, because what? Why would you? I mean, it, you know, the, the, these names the the ones I've mentioned they aren't going to be. Um, memorable probably to people who don't live in this country. But it, you know, it, it but, does give it away within the first, what, three seconds? Yes. Okay, but we'll, but we'll, we'll get, get into, we'll get yeah, into, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm with you with this. In, in terms, as a kid, <clears throat> as a 14-year-old, as a which is what I would have been when I watched this, um, I wouldn't have probably paid attention to that. And I don't even remember whether I, I even saw the beginning, the full beginning. I possibly did. I don't genuinely don't remember it. Uh, that but Michael Parkinson I think he's probably the most uh, well known because he's Michael Parkinson and uh, he's interviewed you know the who's who of uh, celebrity uh, sports people TV actors you name it he's interviewed them so and I think he's widely celebrated as as being one of the best you know TV interviewers whatever you want to call yeah, it yeah his interviews with Muhammad know, Ali are pretty pretty legendary aren't they yeah, and Billy Connolly, and and, and you know he's he, uh, he doesn't do that so much anymore. I don't think, uh, but one hundred and twenty-seven now, isn't he? He's he's still alive, but you know he he's and I think he's one of those, you know. There's I think we mentioned this before, uh, but you know one of those few people that he's a, like a national treasure almost. Yeah. You know, I think he's he's one of those people like Billy Connolly. I've mentioned already, but and you know, he's one he's, of the uh, few comes from that era of the BBC who's not a paedophile. <laughs> yes, that's well. That's a good thing. Yes, um, and then you've got Sarah Green and Mike Smith. Now um, they were married, um, and they were on. Was it Live and Kicking? Um, mm, a kids TV yeah. show. I think um, so. Yeah, and they did other things as well. But um, yeah, they they were mostly known for being uh, TV uh, children's TV presenters. Um, and I actually found out. I didn't know this, but Mike. Smith. He actually died in 2014, um, aged 59. He had uh, complications from heart surgery, from what I've read, which is a, just a bit of a shame, really. Um, Ghostwatch probably knocked a couple of years off his life. Yeah, oh, no, and then because he was in it, so he would have known. <laughs> <laughs> and then Craig Charles, who I would have watched from um, and best known from Red Dwarf, yeah. which again is another TV comedy sci-fi show um, from that era. Uh, which uh, I loved watching that. It was, and it just, you know, uh, I never really watched any of the, the newer stuff. Did you, did you watch any of that? Um, at all? Yeah, I, well, I think I, I, I think I started watching Red Dwarf around about series four, series four or five. 
Okay. It's only caught like the tail end of it, really. Right. Uh, before it went away and then came back shit. Um, although I did see some of the last stuff and it was better. But when right. they went, they went, yeah, when, when, when they started doing all weirdly, I don't, I don't know why it's, if it was linked, but when um, Chris Barry left and they started using more computer generated graphics, uh, it was awful. Oh, okay. I never watched any of that. I was say, I watched the, the original series when that came on. So that's how I would have known Craig Charles. So, you know, and, and the way it's shot and the way it's made, it would it felt like it was something real, you know. Yeah. And, and why not? Because, uh, you know, it was released in, at Halloween. <clears throat> so, you know, it had that feel about it. And I think, I don't remember ever seeing anything like it before. I mean, there's there's been... Um, things that since then, obviously Blair Witch comes to mind. Paranormal Activity, um, again different. The, the way the way this was filmed and the way this was shown, I think it's like a one and you couldn't really repeat it. I don't no, think not, not um, in this style. And then there's been the, the most haunting uh, things with Yvette oh, Fielding. Yeah, I that's think just bollocks, though, isn't it? I've, I've never watched any of that, you but know, that's oh that's oh god, it's an orb. No, it's just fucking dust. It's a grain of <laughs> dust going across the camera, close to the lens, which focuses into the background, so it looks like an orb now. It's either mm. that or it's a pube. Oh, can you hear that banging noise? Oh, did you hear that? Did you feel it? It's like, yeah. no, I'm sat on my set settee. I have no idea what, what you're feeling. Anyway, so there's, the, there's all that kind of shit. But like I said, this was the first time I think I'd ever seen anything like this. And I, I thought I did... You know, I, I bought into it totally because of the the people that are in it. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't recognise any of the actors that are in it. So you've got Gillian Bevan who plays Doctor Lynn Pascoe, uh, Brid Brennan who plays Pamela Early, the mom uh, who's suffering from um, the ghostly apparitions and things like that. And then you've got um, oh, Kay pointed this out to me. Um, I, I'm assuming they're actually real sisters in sisters in real life. Are so you got Michelle Wesson. And Sharice Wesson, who plays Suzanne and Kim Early, the two young children. So, yeah, they must have been related, uh, unless that's a massive coincidence, but I doubt <laughs> it. And then you've got various other people, like the cameraman and the sound recordist. And, and I think those are, you know, there's other people that pop up. But, um, you know, it is driven by, like I said, the, the four real people, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, my <clears throat> my memories of it are that it, it absolutely scared the shit out of me. It it genuinely scared me to a point where I can still remember being in my bedroom and I had like a a little desk and I had my Amiga or Super Nintendo next to it. I can't remember what I had at the time. Um, and that's where I'd play video games and stuff. But it was like, you know, like a 14-inch or 16-inch colour TV. Uh, not like we've got these days. And just being sat on my own watching it, and I got it got to the end, and I just needed to be with people. I didn't, I couldn't be, I didn't want to be on my own. I was scared to actually go downstairs because it genuinely unsettled me. It made me feel really uncomfortable. The whole, the, you know, the last sort of fifteen twenty minutes of it just really shit me up, and I, I'd, I've never seen it since up until the point where we we said that we're going to record a show about it. And that's the first time in 30 years I've, I've watched it. So how about you? Uh, same. I haven't watched it since the night it was shown. Um, I th with it being, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure it would be a Saturday if you look back in time because I watched it on my own. 
Yes, it would have house. been Saturday. It was a yeah. dressing gown and pot noodle kind of night when my mum and dad were down the pub. <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think it was a steak and wine night. I think it was a pot noodle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I, I had, you know, I was in charge of the big TV downstairs. You know, all nineteen inches of it or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I, I flicked it on, and uh, yeah, it must, it must have been at the start because I must have read about it somewhere that ooh, there's going to be a spooky ghost hunting thing on television and you think at the time oh, i like ghostbusters it'll be like that i'll put that on all the lights were off yeah shit fucking shit me up and um <laughs> to, to the point where when it finished i you know the light switch i had to get up off the sofa and put the light switch on and i didn't want to stand up i didn't want to get off the fucking sofa in case there was something there and i certainly didn't want to go out into the like the, the hallway where there was no lights on or look upstairs on the fucking landing in case there was a bleeding shadow. And you go to bed, you sat there, I'm, like, I'm keeping my eyes closed because if I open them, there's going to be some weird fucking shadow that's going to look like a bastard who's going to try and kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Poor. Yeah. yeah. There's very, very few times I can, I can genuinely say I've, I've felt fear watching something and like something fictional. And yeah, this, yeah, this is one of them. Yeah, and I think uh, looking back, I mean, I don't remember. It's weird because I, <clears throat> I don't remember talking to people about it. I don't remember like, having conversations with my friends about it or anything like that. Um, but it is fairly notorious, and having done a little bit of research into it, um, so apparently the it was the, the stuff that was recorded um, outside in the street and in the house was recorded a few weeks before the stuff that was actually recorded in the studio. Okay. And so so they reacted to that, like um, Michael Parkinson um, and Lynn Pascoe, the character's name, they actually, and Mike Smith, they re- re- reacted to some of that, like, you know, uh, off the cuff, yeah. so to speak, which I think was quite quite cool. At the time, uh, because the other thing as well is there's a, there's a television, uh, sorry, television, there's a, a telephone number that pops up and they were, they were taking calls from people, which, um, you know, the, the ones that they sh- they played were the fake ones. But apparently it was a genuine number, a genuine BBC call-in number at the time. Um, and so they received over 30,000 um, wow. calls to that number at the time <laughs> with people that were complaining um, uh, about what they'd watched and it you know was it real was it fake and it caused a lot of um controversy at the time and um to a point where quite tragically i read about this i don't know if you know about this but um I'll, i am going to read this out because you know i just again i took it from wikipedia but so 18 year old factory worker uh, martin denham uh, he had learning difficulties and a mental age of 13 uh, committed suicide five days after the program aired. The family home had suffered with a faulty central heating system, which had caused the pipes to knock. And Denham linked this to the activity of the show, which caused him obviously a lot of upset. Um, and he left a suicide note reading, if there are ghosts, I will be with you uh, always as a ghost. Um, and then his mom and his stepdad they uh, blamed the BBC and they claimed that he'd been hypnotised and obsessed by the programme. Uh, and the Broadcasting Standards Commission refused the complaint and there were 34 others as being outside their remit. But a high court granted the Denham's permission for a judicial review requiring the BCS to hear their complaint. 
And then in their ruling, the BCS stated that the BBC had a duty to do more than simply hint at the deception it was practising on the audience. In Ghostwatch, there was a deliberate attempt to cultivate a sense of menace. They ruled that the programme was excessively distressing and graphic, referring to the scratches on the children and the reference to mutilated animals, and that it had aired too soon after 9pm watershed. They further stated the presence in the programme of presenters familiar with children's programmes took some parents off guard in deciding whether their children could continue to view. So, but the important thing I is know then, th- it was after the watershed. Well, yeah, so it was. I know it was nine o'clock. Now this is on, like I said, for an hour and a half. So, um, you know, because it, it, um, a lot of t- TV shows at the time would have been just like an hour in length, wouldn't they? Yeah, so I suppose yeah. for this being an hour and a half was. Um, but again, they kind of play with that a little bit, saying, oh, we're going to stay on the air yeah, because yeah, yeah. Of, of, you know. So it, there's lots of clever little things in this. Oh, and the other things, They you use know, every tool they had available at the time to make yes. this authentic. And I don't think it would work now because there's too much technology involved now. There's too many. Yeah. This, they, this, they used everything perfectly within their power to m- make it more convincing. Yeah, and I think as well because there was no such thing as the internet back then uh, that was widely available for people or at all really. Um, and yeah, you know, there's no social the, media. There's no. One, there was no social yeah. media. There was nothing to say. There was nothing. You know, like now today, you just go on Twitter or you go on the you know BBC website or something, and there'd be something there that'd just debunk it or whatever. Yeah. But there was nothing like that. No, so you it have was to sit there and watch it and make your mind up. Yeah, and. Um, as a result, you know, it's never been shown again on UK television. Uh, it's only been made recently available on DVD, which um, I bought. And then there was a documentary, which apparently is available. I've not seen. I did want to watch it, but I think it's not available anywhere I could find. But it's called Ghostwatch Behind the Curtains, which was made in 2013 or released in 2013 as retrospective interviews with some of the people that were in it, yeah. and, which would be quite interesting. Yeah, no, but that would be interesting to watch, actually. It's... Um, yeah, like I said, at the beginning, it does have that screen one sort of drama banner on it, but I, I wouldn't have paid any attention to that. Well, there's that, but, and it know, says Michael Parkinson in. I know. Because he, does, but he, he never says Michael Parkinson in Parkinson. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's so easy to miss. It is, and only with sort of more, only when you look, you know, looking at it this time, I was like, ah, right, okay. Yes. So it wasn't quite uh, a cold opening just to put you straight in it. It did kind of give you a couple of hints, but it's so, you know, completely understand how it's missed by most people. Yeah. Um, so it, it's one of those, like I said, I know that it annoys me when they, you know, people, something bad happens and they blame video <sighs> games or they've, they've, they blame TV or movies or whatever. And But again, looking back though, you can kind of potentially see where they were coming from with this. I, I and I'm not, you know, whatever happened to that person is is horrible and tragic. But I think <clears throat> it was a different time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a different time. The thing is, there's there's horrible shit uh, that you can get that children and young people can get readily on their phones th- today, which is awful and and horrible, like real horror, horrible stuff. But I don't know. At the time back then, parents were a bit more laid back potential i'm very switched on as a parent you know now what what my kids look at and watch and stuff but back then well we've said this before you know i was allowed to watch robocop when i was a kid yeah. when you know when um i was i was allowed to watch you know horror films which you know i shouldn't have been 
watching at the time. So See, the interesting thing for me is right they had to go to the BBC when they found out that it was all fake. So then they're saying that the BBC were wrong for lying to people essentially. Mm. But what if it had been true and he just and that event had still happened? You know, if it's if it's presented as something where they're saying right this could be scary and we don't know what's going to happen then why would you let your kid watch that when you know that you don't know what's going to happen as opposed to finding out that it's a lie does that make sense mm, yeah there's if you're worried that your child's reaction to this might be bad it's kind of irrelevant whether it's a lie or whether it's the truth because the content's either controlled or it's non uncontrollable in which case you can't control what they're going to see anyway so surely your best bet is just to say, no, you can't watch it or I'll watch it first. And if I think you can watch it, then I'll let you watch it. That sort of thing. Mm, yeah. But there you go. So I think it did affect, well, it clearly affected a lot of people at the time. Yeah, I, remember, um, I, I, I don't remember any massive in-depth discussions. I just remember everyone going, that's fucking scary, that. Whoever on <laughs> you watched it. That was it. I didn't hear anyone. No one took the piss out of it. No one mocked it or anything. Everyone just thought it was fucking scary. And anyone who knows it, Still says it's. It still said, "Oh, that shit me up when I watched that." Mm -hmm. I don't, I've never, I've never heard anyone go, "Yeah, I watched that on you within twenty seconds. It was, it was fake, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of old bollocks." It's always, "Oh, that scared me shit." That's that did. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. So, uh, no, I've got no. Uh, there's no trailer for this. There's no. <laughs> um, I don't. Know if, there's no summary. I cut the guys. Kind of is a summary. Um, no. there's, well, there's an IMDb, but there's no Metacritic. There's nothing. There's nothing for it. So it does have a seven point five out of ten out of four thousand one hundred uh, reviews or ratings on IMDb. So uh, you know, it's it's quite. That's probably one of our highest picks. It I think. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's up there. Um, but uh, so no trailer. So I guess we'll go straight into it then. Yeah. Um, so how many pages of notes have you written? I should point out before I ask you to answer that mm. is um, I've watched this twice. The first time I wanted to watch it as without making notes and so i just watched it and i, I, I sat down with Kay and, because she'd never seen it before uh because she would have been how old would she have been I'm trying to think when she was born she would have been she, six months nine. Oh. <laughs> no <laughs> um yeah she would have been nine no yeah, nine or ten. I don't fucking know. Either way, so she, but she she didn't watch this at the time. So um, I sat down with her, and um, not going to say it was because I wanted a bit of company, or I think it was just <laughs> I think I just wanted to sort of get, gauge her reaction you as well. You wanted to see if she'd uh, grab onto your muscular arm as she panicked for her life, <laughs> or another muscular appendage. <laughs> um, I don't have either. Um, <laughs> no arms. No, no, not a muscular one anyway, but uh, no. So um, no, Nothing against yeah. people with no arms, by the way, just in case anyone gets angry. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. perfectly fine. So, and then the second time I watched it with uh, on my own and just uh, just made notes and stuff. So, uh, yeah, how many pages of notes have you written? Um, actually, I only watched it, I wanted to do what you did, but I didn't think I had enough time to do that. So I only watched it once and I took notes at the same time, which is okay. kind of annoying, but never mind. Uh, nine. Shit! Wow. Okay. So I mean, I've I, done. I was trying to. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm. I'm gonna struggle um, because these are really weird notes. Because on the face of it, from a distance, they don't look too bad. Mm -hmm. Upon scanning closer, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like they're like an old, uh, an old 
texture or something in like an old PlayStation One or PlayStation Two game from a distance. Like, oh, it looks like a rock, or it's like a Nintendo mm. sixty four game. It's like, oh, it looks like a rock, and then you walk up to it, it's just a smear. That's what these look like. If I hold it six, like six foot, like my arms are that fucking long. If I hold it um, <laughs> away from my face, they look legible, but I get close up and it, it is like a, it's, it's, it's basically a skid mark. Yeah, so I've done five and a half, but the the, the book I was writing in was um, the the, pay, the the lines are very close together. Oh, I don't so. like them. I know I know exactly what you mean. I don't like really yeah. tight lines. No, I, I know what you mean. I like so loose I, and baggy things. <laughs> 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 um, so anyway, mm. the thing is, the way it sets it up, like I said, you yes, watching it now, you you know you, you know it's a. It's pretend and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it does have that, you know, production, um, whoever it was made by, you know, kind of come across the screen. Like you said, Michael Parkinson in, mm. but I don't remember that. And I, and I, so it would have been like you get Parkinson introducing the show. Um, he, he explains what the program's about. It's going to, you know, the you see the house, yeah. the way it sets it up. Yeah, he's got his lovely uh, little studio with his little fireplace going on. Yeah, it's, the studio is yeah. amazing. Uh Describe the studio for people. Um, it's, well, it's like an old. It's like it's like a. Was it like a like a uh, almost like a library from a Cluedo mansion? But it's big, ghostly fireplace and like big wing back chairs and stuff. They're sat in. Um, it is a slight shame that there's almost like a cartoon ghost in a in a portrait picture above the fireplace. Y- yeah, which, Kay pointed that out, which, and she thought it was hilarious. The thing yeah. is, I only noticed that probably about an hour in. <laughs> I, I was like, well, they're doing something right because it's, it's like, ooh, spooky ghost. And uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, like an old, like set up like an old, an old drawing room or whatever they have in big houses. Hmm. And, and they've got massive um, TV wall, yes. Uh, yes. which, and then you've got, which, you know, which is used to link back to the house, mm-hmm. the actual uh, place where they're going, to, you know, they're doing the ghost watching or whatever. And then you've got Mike Smith and he's got a, uh, he's surrounded by a phalanx of of people on telephones, and he's the guy who's answering the telephone, or he's kind of connecting, you know, the, linking the telephone calls to to Parkinson um, and Lynn, uh, and and you know, doing all that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, like you said, the set is quite elaborate. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it, it separates it into three things. It's like here, here's our discussion room, here's our evidence panel, which is like the screens. You know, for the outside broadcast, and here's here's our here's our audience interaction area. It's all done very well, but I mean, before that, doesn't he? First thing you see, he, he he's discuss he's telling telling us what it's about, isn't it? And he said it's a part of a ten month investigation, which gives it credibility because it's not just we've just gone to a random house. You know, we've we've been re- you know, this has been researched for ten months to see if this is even worth it. it cuts away to that university research video, which we get quite a few of them. Um, mm. Which seems credible enough, but obviously now you'd want a bit more than university research video because it's it's a bit, uh, yeah. and that just shows girls in two two girls. Well, it's in a girl's bedroom. Uh, it's ten o'clock. They turn the light off, and then it switches on again at five to four in the morning. And a girl gets up. I'm assuming she's got like a weak bladder and going for a piss. Go for a piss. Yeah. yeah. And then banging happens, and things start getting thrown across the room. A light blows up. The camera's going a bit mental. So you know you got that nice little history, and then we've got like a Rocky montage of uh, the BBC kitting up. 
you know, <laughs> that, that, people drinking tea and getting in lorries and polishing lenses and stuff, you know, getting ready. But it, it all adds credibility to it because you've got your background, you've got your presenter who you trust, and then you've got this is what we're looking at, this is what we're doing, and this is what, you know, it's that serious and we're taking it that seriously. We're sending half of the BBC down to go and have a, have a butcher and see if we can see a, a, a spooky ghost person. Hmm. And it's a residential street, so, mm. and, the, and, and so they've blocked off the end sort of terrace or end part of the, the street, which is where the house that they're going to be going into. Um, and so there's people outside gathering, uh, you know, watching. Like, you know, there's there's a massive uh, truck there, you know, and, and you've got Craig Charles there, who's a twat. And, yeah, just uh, being a it, cheeky scamp with his he's got uncomfortable sideburns. I don't think he, I don't think he should have had those sideburns. They're too long yeah. for the length of yeah. his hair. That he's he's just the he he's a total skeptic yeah. and he and he's just the one that's sort of like do 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 do. Well, he's, you know, he's your audience, isn't he? He's playing the audience because everyone's sat there going, "What's all this about?" There's a load of old bollocks. He's sort of doing that, and, it, and it's I suppose it's peeling it back so the audience starts to believe in it, and his attitude starts to change as well. So, yeah, um, oh, we meet uh, Lim Pasco. Yes. She's wearing a very short skirt, isn't she? I yeah, thought, short so. skirt. Well, she's power dressing, isn't she? And she's got, uh, she's got. I've just put nice hair. Probably some perfect thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she's the expert that's been working with the early family. Yeah, she's been the one uh, there, lunch researching for ten months. Yes. Um, and uh, and then, like you said, Mike Smith's on the phone line. He's on the phones. He's introduced. Um, and that's the thing, see, I don't remember when I was a kid watching Live and Kicking, which I don't really remember much about, to be honest with you. But um, I don't remember them making a big deal out of him and um, what's her fucking Sarah Green no, being husband and wife. Yeah. But they, they um, do on this and it's obviously on purpose. Yes. You know, you got Sarah's outside. You know she's the she's the one who's going to be spending the night in this haunted house. Um, but the, you know they establish their relationship because she calls him Smithy. Yes. So that's quite nice. Um, just the fact as well that the other thing that just lent this some authenticness at the time was it wasn't in a fucking great castle. It weren't in an old monastery or nunnery or a church where five hundred people were burnt to death. It's in a fucking little. It's in like a semi, mm. it's in like a it's, it's semi-standard th- fucking house anywhere. T- yeah, typical house, typical street in in the UK. Could have been anywhere, um, and um, so like you said, it, it lends itself some authenticity in that respect. Um, and then uh, Craig Charles is talking to the family, and again, he's quite. It's condescending, really. Yeah. You know, in, in he's he doesn't believe any of it, really. Um, and asking how it's affected them, um, and then and this is this thing because she's an actress and she's she's quite genuine. I think you know she. I never once thought she's an actress. I think maybe Lim Pasco, I picked up on possibly she doesn't seem as. There's a couple of times, isn't it, where she's she's not coming across as genuine. No, where but with. The mom and the kids. I mean, they seem fairly authentic. Yeah, pretty I think. much. I mean, the kids. Yeah, a couple of times, the kids are a little bit, a little bit wobbly. But you know, are they any more wobbly than a child would be trying to talk at a camera in this kind of situation? Yeah, um, and then they're just showing up the setup of, um, you know, how. 
they're going to be filming it and the engineer they've got the engineers there explaining what they're looking for on the cameras oh, they've yes. got ca- uh, cameras uh, in each room greasy alan oh i can't read that De- Dem- demisan that sounds like De- a- He's like a fucking demon. I summon you, Demisan. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bit of a ponytail, I think, yeah. hasn't he? But, that, but that, again, that's the thing. We're introduced to the fella who's rigged all this up, so it gives it a bit of a bit of reality. We meet. Uh, do we meet the camera people as well? Oh, they, yes. oh, so they tell us we've got a camera in every room of the house. Everything's time coded. And, uh, and what they're looking for? It's a bit like Night Trap, isn't it? You know, uh... <laughs> who's better acting though? <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who's not played Night Trap, uh, you know, seek it out. It, it's a, it's a cult classic. Mm. Um, yeah, and so say so they can. Well, they've got the cameraman and the sound guy there with the family yeah. and with Sarah. Chris Miller, but, he's the cameraman. Yes, and, and Mike. I don't think I've got his second name wrong because I put Mike Acorn. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he apparently he does an Aid Edmondson impression because he's supposed to look like Aid Edmondson, even he doesn't, and not even when David, not back then either, particularly. No, mm. I oh, see. I thought he did, did but you? then oh, uh, you're bit. wrong. We'll move on. <laughs> but no, so it shows what they're looking for, and um, that the, the house, that the cameras can pick up things like changes in temperature. Yeah. Shows that the, they've got an infrared infrared camera as well. Yeah. Um, Everything's run through a computer for image analysis, so it's all like ooh. Yes. Okay. Now, so and only through picking up on it this time round did I notice that the sort of illusions was broken a little bit. So there's a bit where she is outside talking to the handheld camera, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then she steps into the truck to sh- to talk to the other guy. Well, and so instead of the cameraman following her in, it switches from in outside into the truck. Yeah, it's so like she's a separate take. To separate take, yeah. which you know you kind of pick up on that now, but um, you know again back then wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed because I've ne- would never seen anything like this before. So, um, and then yeah, so um, then you've got Michael Parkinson and Lynn, and they're they're just chatting really about what to expect. Yeah, what to uh, why, um, why this house? And Lynn says that it's all backed up by census and data and stuff. And Parkinson's a bit of a skeptic, but he's sort of going with it. And he's asking, will Halloween make a difference? Mm. And then, then we go straight to Smithy, straight to Smithy's call centre. And I love it. Is it Emma, Emma Steadfield from Slough? Oh, wow. I didn't make notes of any of the <laughs> callers. <laughs> and they've got the map on and it tells you, it shows you where Slough is. Um, and yeah, they're actually like, that's oh, the good old days where now obviously they just pipe sound through the earpiece now but they physically you know, when you had to do phone-ins they physically had to answer a phone yeah so they've got yeah. proper they're actually answering the phone emma is oh that's right and emma emma's asking them she's saying she's saying oh from that video you showed earlier from the night before because i noticed straight away the first where the, where the girl wakes up she's adamant that they can see a uh they can see a figure by the window so mm. and obviously because it's not just instant then <clears throat> Pasco's unsure, but Parky says they'll uh, speak to the operators and see if they can get the, the footage up again. And I noticed that in that first one, when they get back into bed, you know, when she turns the lights off, there is a shadow by the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, you know, it changes later, but, you know, nicely done at the time. 
See, I didn't pick up on that the first time round when they showed off the sort of like what you call paranormal activity footage. Mm. I, but later on, when they review the footage, then yes, there's a there's a couple of times when they do that. Yeah. It's, it's almost like blinking, you miss it. Subliminal yeah. images. Well, they're just straight up diff- different shots, aren't they? One one of them there is something there. One of them is the same shot, but there's nothing there. Yes, it's, and it does it does mess with your mind. Yeah, and, it's clever. It's uh, so, and um, she says that she thinks that she saw something resembled a woman in a black dress. Yeah. Um, so, and then um, go back to the house. It's all very, you know, the first, I'm trying to think, like the first 40 minutes or so, maybe even a bit longer than that. It is all very, not slow. I never felt bored by it, but it just kind of, it does set it up quite a lot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's building. I mean, because you, you've got to build, you've got to build the professional bit from Lynn establish who and who doesn't believe in this stuff out of all the main crew you're establishing the family a uh, bit of history I mean, we, we go back to sarah and she's apple bobbing with the kids and they hear some banging and it's obviously far too early in the show to actually for anything real to happen yeah craig, but they do freak out they freak out about it a bit don't they yeah craig charles bursts out dressed as a werewolf or something because he's such a he's such a scamp mm. it's one word a cunt um <laughs> Yeah. Everyone laughs, Parky laughs. Turns out, turns out the kids were in on it as well. The uh, the sods. So it was mm. all a joke. Yes, um, and then they go up to the bedroom and again. So again, all of this, it's like the cameraman's following Sarah and the kids up the stairs. You don't see the cameraman, obviously, you know. But it, and and then it. You kind of see it from different angles because, like I said, there's a camera in the corner of each room as well. Yeah. So you, you can, you know, you, they do change around a little bit and they the kids explain what they've been experiencing how it all first came about yeah. and and so you know it's it started off it sounded like banging pipes and so then they referred to this banging or whenever they experienced um an incident as oh it's pipes that's his nickname yeah um now i didn't remember any of this i didn't, I didn't remember that, that they called him pipes no I'd, or anything I'd, like I'd, that. I'd forgotten that I forgot. That's what the ghost's called, is pipes. Yeah. Because didn't, didn't, um, it was the kids at first, weren't it? They could hear the banging. And then, oh no, you know, they, sorry, they said that mum came into the bedroom, didn't they? But then she just walked away and it weren't Pam because Pam was in front of the TV asleep. Betty mm. Cow. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, I can't read my writing. Then a few days lot in Pam's, that doesn't make any difference. Any difference? Any sense? I don't know what, I'm, what I've written here. But lots of banging. They all heard it. And then when it said it, they've called it pipes. And uh, Kim shows them where pipes lives, which is in the cupboard under the stairs. Mm, not scary yeah. at all. He, but, yeah. He's got a fucking <laughs> bit of skirting board nailed across it. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, there was something that all... If, if I would watch this now for the first time, I'm always going to... I'm always going to laugh. I'm not sure if she calls it that. Calls it its name here. Uh, not, yet. not yet. No, 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 no. no. Oh my god, I I <laughs> cracked up. But we'll get to that. So yeah, it's it's that's where he lives, and um, they, uh, I think it's Kimmy, isn't it, the youngest kid? That's yeah. they know that because she saw him in there through one of the cracks in the the door, um, and they drew, she drew a picture of him. Yeah. Which um, it's a shit picture. And it's like a stick, it's, stick man, <laughs> stick man with blood and a bit of a trench coat, kind of. And they put yeah. it on the fridge. 
Yes. Uh, they look in Suzanne's notebook and then um, she, what's she done there? Writing a something she, or other? She's, yeah, so Suzanne, the eldest kid, so they, they have a look at that and it's like there's basically a load of scribble or some shit. So it, it just like, you know, it's it's a school book and there's a load of scribble. And did you pick up on the, the thing that the mom says? She said, oh, I was so mad I was going to hit her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, why? Because she wrote, because her, her writing wasn't neat. Or it's just oh, rambling. That's oh, so funny. She's in a school book. I didn't approve of her, of her craftsmanship, so I, <laughs> I took the belt to her. <laughs> it's just said it's so, like, just matter of fact. Oh, I was so mad. I, I was going to hit her. I was just, you know, she loses her temper pretty quickly, doesn't she? Oh, it's hilarious. So we've established as well that there are, she's a single parent family so and the dad has fucked off somewhere else yeah. and so there's no father or figure there there's and uh and so it's just the the, the mom and the two girls um and she's struggling a bit yeah i think that's yeah fair to say she's got the most early 90s house ever where all the carpets and wallpapers and paints uh, don't fuck it matter what color anything is you just put whatever random fuck it we'll have a pink we'll have brown walls and a pink carpet we'll have a brown carpet and god no Bright blue walls, or what? It's not, nothing's color color coordinated. Yeah, and a green sink in, yes. the, in the in the bathroom, um, <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh. Um, yeah, so then there, uh, they Mike it, Smith is saying that they've had more callers, yeah. saying that they're seeing a figure, um, and so they do run it back. They run back that original footage a couple of times. And you can you can see there's something there. There's something there. Then it's not there. Yeah, and it. It's it's very clever. It fucks with your mind, and they play they play it back, and it's like, oh, there it is, there it is, there it is, and they slow it down and zoom in. Obviously, a different shot, and there ain't there's nothing there. There's a fucking curtain. So you yeah. you're sat there thinking, is that my eyes playing tricks on me? Because like I said, we don't expect to be lied to at this point in our lives, or this time in history for the BBC. You don't expect to be fibbed to, and all of a sudden they're fucking with your perception of stuff. Mm. And um, and so they bring in a separate screen for Lynn to be able to draw where they think the the figure is, and she does draw it in the right place, but on the the clip where there's nothing there, yeah. which makes you uh, question yourself. It's like, okay, was there was definitely I thought I saw something there, and then it's not there, and then she's saying it's possibly there. It's just you know she actually sort of, um, uh, blows it off and says, well, you know, the, the, the human mind looks for human features when they think they see yeah. something. And, and and even Parkinson says, you know, oh, it's like having a dressing gown on your door. Yeah, which and that I, actually I, scared the shit out of me before when, I, yeah. when, I, when I've woken up. Well, my, ki- my, my kids I have said that to me in the past. They've said, you know, when you've hung a dressing gown on the, on the door um, and they'll say, take it down. It's, you know, it's scary. It's like fuck's your problem um but then you know i can see what they're coming from it's that <laughs> half a second when you open your eyes and you just see this looming fucking shadow it's like Bleh! yeah before your brain yes. kicks in but yeah I, 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 something got like something got me like that recently i think i think uh becker had a, on a fucking dress or something up on the uh curtain rail just above the heater just so the heater could gently dry it a bit more Mm. And whatever angle I was sleeping at, and I just opened one eye and just saw this fucking great looming shadow with arms in front of me because <laughs> my, my consciousness hadn't kicked in properly. I'm surprised my heart didn't didn't explode. <laughs> I think I had to go downstairs and have a drink because I was wide awake. And I was like... Bruh, 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 bruh. Yeah. Um, and so then... Um, 
Sarah's talking to the mom, and this is the section that you were referring to because the, the she goes. Puts Her husband the, used to develop photos in his special place under the stairs. Under the stairs, what was it called? It was his glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Which. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I must admit, yeah. I laughed out loud to that. Yeah, and Kay, I well, Kay I... didn't have a clue what I was laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain it to her, which led to a funny conversation. Like, well, how do you know this? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, how do you not know this? I, I, I know. But, um, yeah. So, um, the glory hole. The hilarious. Glory hole. Oh, dear. I mean, did they, uh, did they exist back then? Because, I mean, I didn't pick up on it when I was a youngster, obviously. But surely... If it had existed as a as a well known concept, you wouldn't call it a glory hole, unless mm. unless you were putting a stupid name in there to just to give a subtle hint that it might not be real. Yeah, uh, but I well I don't know actually. I'm trying to think when what is a glory hole? Do you want to explain it for people who don't know? Why well, get it wrong? Like, well, is it isn't, I, it, is isn't it, it like a like a cubicle of a toilet or something? You, there's a hole cut out and you poke your knob through it and the other person on the other side who you never see or don't know what they look like or even what gender they are can wank pipe you off or whatever <laughs> and uh yeah it's just like yeah, like, a, like a like the ultimate stranger's wank no i thought that's what it is yeah um so um and that's she so and, and mom explains that she was actually locked under the stairs as well um and Pipes was there, and she could smell. He apparently he smelled like old cabbage, yeah. um, and could hear his breath or feel his breath on her neck. Um, and then she explains what she's done to try and convince people that she's telling the truth. So went to the council they, to get them moved. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't want to know. Um, went to the press, who just ridiculed her. Um, and oh, you get to then, see the local TV interview, doesn't it? Which. Again, gives it a little bit more of a little bit more of authentic authenticity because local TV is fucking awful. Yes, um, and then she gets taken outside to the truck yeah. to take calls to the mini studio. And this is yes. when you know they're serious. They've spent money on a all this outside broadcast, and they've got a separate little studio. Turns out it looks like it's a fucking cupboard. Yes, which is kind of ironic since she's just talked about being really shit scared inside a cupboard. Hmm. And well, and then so she takes some calls uh, or a call um, and, you know, um, uh, somebody else. Is, yeah. Sandra Hughes from Sussex. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and yeah. So as, and she says that she had an experience with a ghost um, and I think that's pretty much it, really. Some of these something calls don't really dead, go anywhere. Dead butch had a ghost of a dead boy when she was growing up or something. <laughs> Um, and, and then Lynn gets yeah. a nice bit of uh, Lynn gets a nice bit of uh, free advertising on the BBC, which doesn't happen with the Angels of the Odd book. Yes, with a plug for a book. Yeah. Um, and it's all about her. Well, it's all about her work with this family, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we see another another university research video of uh, the first time that they they the voice came out of uh, Suzanne. So we're not just dealing with a with a with a presence that throws lights and cushions around we're now finding out that it's almost like possession as well it, it's reagan from the exorcist isn't yes, it, it is. uh, and so you, you like you said they show this footage of her she's got her, all of her senses are being deprived and so you know they 
just go trying to do tests or some shit on her or whatever. And then they play. It's one of those old tape recorders. Yeah, like reel to reel. When they play it and they explain, you know, Mike Parkinson says, oh, this is going to potentially disturb people. And, you know, and she says, oh, no, this has been doctored or altered. And yeah. they play it. And they, and say, so they actually say, because, you know, before we've seen university research video, without dropping any names, they actually say with this one, Cambridge have examined it. Mm. So it's like, mm. now, now we're talking. Now we've got the real boffs in. Yeah. Uh, and then so they play it and... It's like normal kind of conversation. Then there's a bit some screaming of the the, the kids, and then you hear this distorted voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I didn't catch everything that was said. No, I, I didn't. If I'm honest, I heard the round and round the garden. It's, and it's like it is a proper. I can't even do it. Round and round. No, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's just a very distorted voice because there's bits after that which. I can't even tell what's being said. No. It just sounds like a lot of breathing. Um, it is quite creepy, I yeah. thought. Oh, it it's... is because all you're doing is hearing it and you can't see it. Because it's building everything up quite well. Yeah, you want something to go with it, but it's just like, yeah, it sounds like two voices coming out of one person and that's what they're saying it is. It's, uh... mm. Now, this was another potential... Um, uh, kind of breaking the illusion for me, but I think there's possibly an explanation for it because Michael Parkinson then starts talking to the kids in the house. Now Sarah Green's got an earpiece, so she can hear what they're saying inside the studio because she puts her finger to her ears when she's listening to them. But the kids don't, and no, but Michael true. Michael Parkinson talks to the kids, yeah. and they answer back. But how can they hear him? But my answer to that is. There are TVs dotted around the house. Yeah, true. And so because it's been shown as a live programme, they've possibly got it on. It, it, well, I, I know definitely later on, because I'm sure that the kids have a conversation with the mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. And, they, yeah, briefly. Yeah. And so but you can see them on the TV screen as in live. So that possibly explains that. So, um, Cause but yeah. Yeah, they're going on about the lesions that have occurred on Suzanne's face, aren't they, before? Yeah, like scratches, aren't they? Yeah, Sarah's... Is it Sarah? No, Lynn Pascoe? Lynn's the expert. Lynn's just been bringing out evidence because we've had that tape. Then she had a picture of a pillow floating. And then she goes through the wreckage evidence, which was quite funny. Uh, It was basically (laughs) a box of broken cups or whatever. Yeah. Bent spoons. Yeah. Yeah. And then pictures of Suzanne, face covered in scratches. And... um, I can't remember what the context was now, but I put female approaching puberty is prime rib for a poltergeist. <laughs> prime rib. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... That's uh, the theory, it, isn't it, I think, with Suzanne, because she's a because she's a, going through stroke approaching puberty, then apparently ghosts will like that. So not yes. only is Pipes a ghost you like to scratch, also a bit of a bit of, bit of a savile about him as well. Mm, yes, well, there's definitely. Well, there is. He is, <clears throat> isn't he? Which we learned. Oh yeah, actually, on. yeah, yeah, we do. Um, yeah. But uh, no, so and then the so and and all Parkinson says throughout this kind of whole thing where he's he's looking at the evidence, the so-called evidence, which has been examined by the army. By all, <laughs> what the fuck are they going to do? Uh, they, they, oh yeah, it's a broken cup. Well done. Um, but so. He, all he goes, oh, fascinating, extraordinary. That's kind of just his dialogue at this yeah, point. He's, he's but, not convinced, is he? Um, and then you are in the, again, just so that 
they like Parkinson even says just so to explain that or that we're not being biased we're going to bring in um a, a skeptic yeah a physicist uh, no less uh, a man yes. of science emil uh what's his dr emilio silvestri yeah yes uh, and he's in new york and you know he's in new york he's live in their new york studio or set because there's a picture of skyscrapers or something next to him <laughs> which uh you know uh looking at it now he's a bit dodge because it, it's he's clearly not yeah. in new york um but yeah so and and then he's having a bit of a spat with um he, there's him and lynn they're talking to each other and because he's a total skeptic and he believes that it's all bullshit yeah, it's all bollocks you can't you can't do it in a in a laboratory you can't you know run tests on it or explain it, and then Lynn argues back. They can't prove it. Then how do you how do you test out love in a laboratory or poetic inspiration? Mm. Um, so there's that, and then you go back to the house, and it's again like Sarah Green says, it's all very quiet. It's almost too quiet. Yeah. Um, and they're playing board games in the living room, uh, and then she tells a story about a ghost that she was experienced when she went to a hotel somewhere. Um, which again, <clears throat> it doesn't really. It's not scary. No. I mean, it's not. It's not scary what she says or anything. But is it an attempt to kind of disarm you a little bit? I don't know. I, I didn't find it chilling or scary no, at all. It, I, no, well, it wasn't at all, was it? I suppose it just put. It, I suppose it just shows that she's on the side of uh, possi- you know, possibly believing. You know. Yeah. She's not. She's um, not as skeptical as some of the others. Cause she no. thinks she's had this experience. But then. Uh, yeah, Kim. Kim wants to go to bed, and uh, Sarah. Sarah's playing full on mum at this point, isn't she? She goes in, tucks her in, and, and you know, really nice to her. Give, she mentions the house is cold, which we've been told that the you know some of the things when there's a ghostly activity is that the temperature drops. Um, she offers Susanna a packet of crisps, mm. and she goes in and <laughs> she just makes a she make, makes a brew for uh, Chris and Mike. Uh, yes, which is lovely because it's a proper nineties kitchen. She's got the old Nescaf out. She's boiling a kettle. He's got the um, the little hooks that are on the wall yes. where the cups are kept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he, Mike, uh, not Mike. Sorry, what's the uh, the cameraman? He he says um, that he's um, Chris is the cameraman. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He explains that his watch has stopped. Yeah. Which and so that's also that's been a, mentioned, doesn't it? That that, that yeah. Stopped. Yeah. Um, Mike heard some scratching on his microphone, but he can't pinpoint it now. Yes. So, you know, it's telling you that, you know, we, we're heating up now because the house is cold. Someone's watch has stopped. There's a few scratchy sounds going on. So it's it's all getting a little bit... But no one's really... The weird thing is no one's really paying much attention to these little bits of evidence because Sarah's just make it, making a brew for everyone. Mm. And uh, then you get a ghost story from a guy who's had his face blurred. Yes. It's not what, what the fuck. He's not in witness protection or whatever. He's, why yeah. would you not want your identity revealed? I don't get it. I, don't, but... I didn't quite write. I didn't quite write his story down, and it doesn't make sense to me now because I put back to the studio ghost story with pixel-headed man, uh, mackerel covered in saliva and shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So he tells the story that um, they. Like you said, they, there was some some somebody or something started spitting on his food and then his shoes and then f- 
um, they discovered that there was shit smeared on a door. <laughs> it's like thinking, uh, maybe your missus is trying to tell you something. I don't know, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, so, you know, that was a bit like weird, a bit strange. But st- um, And then Craig Charles is outside. Yeah, and then chappy out with, he's going to do a guided tour of the community and speak the, to people about stuff. Yeah, he has a walk down the street um, and he goes to a park, which he calls a waste ground. Um, <laughs> and and then, you know, I was thinking, well, it's a bit cheeky. Yeah, you know? It looks like any fucking crappy playground that we had to play on in the 80s. Yeah, he got a swing and a slide, I yeah. think. It's got um, a swing with probably no swings in it or one swing. Yeah. And so they talk to a, he talks to a couple of the neighbours who live across the road and what they've experienced, what they've seen, which has been broken window, a broken window and the kids screaming and being upset. And then there was an incident in the playground, yeah. which um, involved oh, a dead dog. Oh, no, no. Before that, she was, they were talking about, oh, a wee girl went missing. They oh, said, yes. They said that a wee girl went missing. A five year old was stabbed. <laughs> it suddenly takes a turn, doesn't it? And then we've got, yeah. Yeah, we found a dead black Labrador in the playground, which is no horrific enough. Oh yeah, by the way, it was pregnant. There were fetuses scattered everywhere. <laughs> Hello, like, fucking whoa. hell! I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? This escalated quickly. <laughs> it has, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, because he was cut open. They they described it as like you know being a butcher's, yeah, uh, being butchered. Um, and the fetuses has been scattered everywhere. It's yeah. like, oh, fucking Something that stabbing five-year-old, girls being abducted, and fucking dead dog babies everywhere. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> and so, but anyway, then he talks to a chap. Um, Arthur it, Lacey. Arthur Lacey, yep. who he's not um, an expert in the field. No. But he, he has attempted to exercise or, pr- well... Do something to, to to relieve the family of this this malevolent spirit. Um, he's a train. Is he a train driver or something by something day? Like yeah, he's he's just a sad bastard. I mean, he's he's obviously watched The Exorcist and he's gone. Well, I, I could do that. I could yeah. go at that. And not you know not looked at it and gone. Oh yeah, those two trained priests really struggle to exercise one girl. Whereas he's just gone. I'll just fucking exercise the old street. How hard can yeah. it be? I'll just pray with them. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to shag the mum. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, anyway, he then says, well, he went in the house and when he came out, he was physically sick for a week um, and he smelt blood on his hands yeah. and, and explains that, you know, houses and buildings are like people. They've, they've got a history. They've got, you know, their emotions attached yeah, to them. They inherit the genes of the past. Mm. Um, so then Sarah's in the house and... A little bit panicked now because they discovered that there's a wet circle on the living room carpet, yeah. which wasn't there before, which she kind of plays off as thinking, oh, we thought a tomcat might have come in. It's like, fucking hell, it's a neat tomcat, isn't it? Fucking it? Is, yeah. <laughs> Spraying a circle of piss. And it doesn't stink, so it's definitely not a fucking... Uh... Yeah. And did, was it a Commodore 64 in the background Ooh, on the floor? Do you know what? It might have been, yeah. I think there was a Commodore 64 on the floor. But anyway, and then... Um, so... She's talking to Lynn, who wants them to get a sample and also check to see if it's there's a uh, it's leaked from the ceiling above. Yeah, and so she gets a hanky. She gets you know she che- checks it. She checks the light fitting, the, the ceiling, and Lynn says, "Sniff your hanky." Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there, um, and so she he gets a little. She gets a 
what's it called? Like a little camera duster lens thingy, lens duster. Like a lens, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lens cap, and, isn't it? And sucks, tries to suck up some yeah. of the water um, so that they're going to test it or some shit. I don't know. Um, and then um, she, she goes <laughs> to make it. Oh, Suzanne then spooks, Suzanne scares, scares the shit, the shit out of them. She's like lurking like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> she's, she's got an upset stomach, so Sarah's being mumsy again, and she goes into the kitchen, gets some Andrew, Andrew's antacid. Oh, God, I haven't seen that for no, years. No, me either, yeah. It is like Alka-Seltzer, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, that managed kind to of... taste even worse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I've only ever had it once when I, was, I had a hangover, yeah. and it was fucking horrible. I, don't, I think I'd prefer to have the hangover. I don't think he did anything no, for me. That and like milk of magnesia. Were you ever forced to take that wretched oh. shit? Yes. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Uh, uh, it's like gri- gripe water we used to give the kids when they were babies. Um, which is supposed this to stop them from... sounds fucking horrible. Gripe water. It does. Water. It? Yeah. it does. It's like tripe, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever eaten tripe? I tried it. Didn't like it. No, I, I I I couldn't eat it just because of the name. Yeah, it just no. I don't want to eat tripe. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't buy a drink if it was called AIDS juice. <laughs> Not really. No. Um, so anyway, like I said, she scares them. She makes a drink. Uh, this, but the the tap. the the tap isn't. There was no water coming out the tap, mm-hmm. and it, it shoots out and covers her with water and stuff. Um, and then. They get another call. So, like you said, the, these things are now slowly it's ramping up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and this time it's a crank call. So again, it, you're getting all this information <laughs> about horrible shit happening, but then there's a crank call which yeah. disarms you a little bit. Kevin Tripping Neath. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about. Oh, he's, he's Welsh, isn't he? And by lord, is he Welsh? Yes. You couldn't be any Welsher if you tried. Yes, uh, and he's talking about some something about a sandwich or some bollocks. Cheese and pickled sandwich, well, up my TV, it scared me to buggery. Uh, <laughs> um, and flying, then... I was bloody scared. Crikey, you blow me, ooh, sheep, etc. Yeah, Yeah, and when Parkinson blows it off as a crank yeah. call and says, that, oh, you know, we, we, we're bound to get these. Um, and then um, back to the house, and they can hear a noise, and it's coming from the, the wardrobe, um, yeah. And then the pipes start banging. Like a scratching sound, isn't it? Then footsteps, and then there's yeah, banging sounds. And and I, I, I've written a word that looks like foreskins, but it's not. <laughs> um, and so then you know, they run downstairs to the kitchen, and the there's the the pictures that the kids have drawn are on the floor, which Sarah picks up. She goes to the like patio kind of window, and there's a cat there that somebody must have chucked at her <laughs> which scares her um and then did you notice again blinking you miss it as yeah. the camera sort of like moves around um that you can see the reflection in the um the glass could you did you see no it? i missed that oh the fucking pipes is standing there i see i know he i know he's in it two or three times and i was trying to look out for it but I just ended up not looking out for it. Oh, mate. So, yeah. So, like I said, she stands up and she's looking out at this cat. And then as the camera whips around, you see Pipes standing behind the cameraman. And then when the camera looks back again, he's obviously clearly moved somewhere else because yeah. he's not there. It's fucking hell. Um, and, and so then they run upstairs um, and there's more banging. 
And so Lynn's now saying, oh, we need pan here and go there. And, and so they move in the camera, which is attached to the corner of the room or whatever it is. Yeah. And they discover that Suzanne is, yeah. is banging the pipes. Yeah, they see her looking weirdly, though, because you just see her through the crack in one of the doors, don't you? She looks fucking evil. Yes, she does. sat there just hitting the pipes with a shoe. Yeah. And um, and so Parkinson's now going, oh, well, we've just done all this and it's discovered that it's a hoax. Yeah, basically saying it's all, uh, it's all bollocks. We've wasted all this fucking money. And, uh, and yeah. yeah, Pasco's trying to argue against it. You know, she's trying to stick up for it. But uh, then Parky grills Suzanne. I was like, calm down, Michael. What are you doing? Mm. Then, well, that's it. I mean, so he's... And Sarah's there. They're talking to Suzanne. She's clearly very upset. And then the mom runs back into the house. And then he said Parky's he's really going for it with the family. Yeah. Um, and she's talking to... And Lynn's talking to the family. And again, how can they hear her? They haven't got any earpieces or anything. Yeah. But then yeah. there's the TV in the kitchen, which I'm assuming... That because um, the mom actually looks away from the camera and answers back to where the TV is, so that kind of made me think. Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll give him that one. But yeah, the, he's like going, "Well, why did you do it?" And you know, she wanted them to believe them. That was her thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that was her old thing. Yeah, she was worried that th- nothing would happen. But again, I mean, like you know, if you didn't see the pipes subliminal thing in the background. And then it gets just a disarming thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Um, and then, you know, the go back to the fucking Yank doctor who's loving it. And he, he's, you know. Um, he's basically he, said it's bullshit again. Parky's loving it because Parky's still in full. This is bullshit. Yes. Like he's wasted his time as a serious BBC presenter. Yes. Um, and so then they're now like Mike's on the phones. There's more calls saying that the more people have uh, called to say that they've seen something, a figure, uh, and they describe the figure, don't they? Yeah. Um, what people have seen, think that they've seen. Did you make a note of that? I didn't know. No, I didn't. It, it's basically like um, some like scratches down their their face, and it looks like it's a figure with. A male figure, but wearing a dress, um, and in the corner of the room, and then another person. So then you go, and there's another person who's got a ghost story similar to the pixelated yeah. chap. But then there's the video slows down and it breaks, yeah. which I thought was very. I thought, oh, fucking hell's going on here again. That just kind of put me on edge a little bit. Yeah, again, that's the start of where they go with it a bit later. But it's uh, yeah. There's always something slightly odd. I've never, I've always found that quite unsettling when you're watching something or like that. And it just goes, yeah, yeah. Slow down sound isn't my favourite thing, if I'm honest. And you also get um, so because then it cuts back to the studio, and there's somebody in the studio, and he's and so like Parkinson because obviously clearly wasn't ex- expecting that to happen. So and he goes, oh, sorry, can we clear the set, please, or whatever. So again, it just kind of I think lends it that little bit of an air of authenticity yeah. that you know this is a a real show that they're making. You know, it's a live show that's happening. Um, well, we get another call then, don't we, from an anonymous woman? Ah, oh, yeah. that the the big glass table in her front room has exploded. Yes, with the finger. 
she's asking like Parkinson, why are you doing this? As in like, why is the BBC doing this? She's saying that her clock has stopped, the kids can't stop watching the TV. You know, almost like saying, well, what's going on? We're, 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 why am I seeing some of the same things that are supposed to be happening in your studio or your outside broadcast? Parky just gets rid of the fucking call. Pasco <laughs> wants to help. Parky's like, bollocks to you, it's all bullshit. And he also, she also says, like, you know, my kids can't take themselves away from the TV. And yeah. he's like, well, you should have put them to bed, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and then he kind of, I mean, it's like, you know, you think this is something they possibly could have, or maybe have said at the start of the show, you know, these people have a nervous disposition. Because they say that now sometimes, don't they, with TV shows or TV programmes on the BBC or ITV. Yeah, you know? but they tend to They're, say it about the, stuff like Postman Pat now because everyone's so scared shitless of everything. Yeah, they say, oh, some viewers may find scenes distressing or something like that. But there's none of that. There's, I mean, yours says it. Well, like you said, when people have, have bought into it now. Yeah. And, and oh, so, after the fact, yeah. Actually, you should probably, kids probably shouldn't watch this. Because no. <laughs> it's not, it's a bit psychological, you know, psychologically it's going to affect them possibly. So, um, you know, but. Anyway, fuck it. They're watching it now. It's like if they stopped watching it now, they're probably even more shit scared. Oh, yeah, because you don't know what happened. Um, so, yeah, and then... Um, oh, we have another university research video. Yes. And it's um, of uh, Kim describing pipes, and she gives the same description that the callers are giving. Yes. Which then then, how would they have known that? If Because they, they didn't know that before. So, again, it's exactly. like something else. Um, and, and then Sarah's talking to the mom. Yep. Um, and you can hear cats meowing. That's another fucking devil sound. I know I've got cats. <laughs> it is, isn't geez, it? There's nothing... Oh, I keep saying there's nothing worse than you're just about to... You're just about to finally dr- proper drift off into sleep. And two bastard cats fucking start screeching at other outside. Yeah, it is very unsettling. It, <laughs> it is... Uh, <laughs> Horrible. Uh, it is. Um, and then... Um, so they go upstairs cause they, and they discover that Suzanne has got scratches on her face and she's staring sort of blankly at the ceiling, yeah. which is quite creepy. And Parkinson's still like, she's yes. done it herself. She's done it. She's scratched herself with her fingernails. And then Pam holds up Suzanne's hand and she's got like those horrible stubby spaz fingers of people who chew their nails too much. <laughs> it's like, fingernails? What flaming fingernails? Yeah. Um... And and so then um, she goes into the Sarah goes into the bathroom and she thinks there's somebody behind the door even though there isn't but again it's just you know uh, it's just something else isn't it yeah um, and was, then Mike at like this point on. where Parkinson comes in if you joined in if you good after good evening if you joined us for the next program in the schedule we are staying with events in Fox Hill Drive so this is where it's like telling the audience oh it's gonna we're actually we're staying with it now yes mm. and uh, again i wouldn't have because I, I i didn't buy the radio times no. or anything like the tv times uh, apart from the christmas edition because uh, it had all the christmas films yeah, and this it, has been it? on at nine o'clock obviously we're now hitting 10 o'clock territory that's news that's so the, the news. news time so yeah if a program's staying on for the you know booting the news down the schedule then we're serious yes yeah definitely um and so yeah then um mike's got another phone call um, and they, did you take a note of this uh, person? Mary Christopher. From? Oh, shit, I didn't put where from. 
I'm really <laughs> upset with myself then. And so she tells a story about a childminder who turned out to be a murderer. Yeah, which, a real-life baby drowner. Which is um, where the family live. Yeah, who lived in the Fox Hills. Yes. Which is where we are. Um, and then they... So, going back to the house, and I say all hell's breaking loose a little bit now. There's lots of activity, because the kids... Kimmy doesn't want to leave, because pipes won't let them. Yeah, Sarah wants to get the girls out of the house. Yeah. Um, and Mike's getting quite agitated at this point as well. You know, he's freaking out a little bit and he's like just get out the house get out the house because obviously it's his wife you know yeah. um and then and also he's still talking someone's clocks have stopped radios are fucking around microwaves won't stop pigging parky's still yeah. saying it's all bollocks yes um <laughs> and then and smithy says hold on a distressed person is called but hung up so we need to get them back on the phone yeah um and so they go to leave the house and kim's in the room saying that pipes is there and she's looking in the corner of the room, which is where he was standing in the first shot. Yeah. Um, and so they run out the room. And again, don't know if you notice this, but so as they're running out the room, the camera sort of swings back into the room and you see fucking pipes standing there. <laughs> and then the camera pans back out. It's almost like split second, yeah. but it must have been like a joined up shot. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know because... For him to move so quickly and drop to the floor or whatever, it would have taken a lot of speed to be able to do that because he's just standing there. And then the, the next thing you know is when the camera moves back, he's gone. I don't, did you see that one? Yeah, I missed that one as well. Oh, fuck me, honestly. I, mean, oh. I, I bet you happened when I was just making a note. It's not surprising. Me. Um, does, the pic- yeah. does the picture start to go and stuff and there start to be feedback and things at this point in time as well? So... Um, not quite, no, right. but almost. Yeah. So because they're in, they're downstairs now. Oh, Sarah's and, looking for. Is this where she's looking for Kim? And Kim, yeah. Well, Kim's saying that Pipes wants to see everyone. Yeah. Is this which doesn't really drowned a cuddly toy. Yeah. So uh, then Mike's. Well, they said Mike's oh. saying they've had lots of calls from people having different phenomena going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, same things like clocks stopping. You know, things breaking. Like you said, microwaves breaking. All this bullshit. And then Sarah, um, uh, they, uh, I can't read my handwriting. Maybe, oh, yes. Uh, oh, no. They, they've they lost... Um, Kim. Kim. Yeah. And she's in... Uh, and no, sorry, before that, Suzanne's in the living room and the mom's trying to talk oh, she to She does her. the voice, doesn't she? She says... Fuck me. There is and, no Daimler, only Zool. <laughs> Yeah, it is that kind of that voice. Yeah. But yeah, no. So she's sat in the in the corner of the room and the mom's trying to get through to her and she does the horrible voice. I don't know what was said, though. No, I, I, I missed. I, I could, that's why I wrote that, I think, so I couldn't understand what she was saying. There's no fucking subtitles on the uh, I know, DVD. I know. Uh, and then they uh, hear a, a, a voice and, and then Kimmy's gone. And then so Suze, uh, Sarah runs into the kitchen and finds that the rabbit is in the, the, the cuddly toy rabbit is in the sink. With its fucking eyes removed. Yes. Um, and and so then she, Kimmy's been hiding behind the fridge. Um, and then there's cat noises coming oh, from the fucking glory hole. Yeah, cat noises. There's a mirror moving. <laughs> and they say, it's in the glory hole. And then I've also written, stop saying glory hole. And then yeah, no. Cats, 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 cats. <laughs> 
um, and, the, and then the ca- the camera starts playing up like the actual picture yeah. on the, that you're seeing there's feedback to it and like you said there's there's noise it's really quite intense um and then they go to open up the glory hole um again i I don't know if you saw it, but there is something standing there inside yeah. the glory. You literally see it for half a second, and then it's gone. And then the sound guy gets fucking knocked out. He is twatted by a glass thing, doesn't he? Um, and then the, uh, Suzanne is in the glory hole screaming. I keep saying glory hole. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I don't know why I'm just keeping a straight face but and then Suzanne's inside it and she's screaming and then the camera is the camera's just gone the footage the sh- it's all you know it, it's gone isn't it yes yeah. it goes to Craig lo- outside then lost transmission yeah um and then Craig's outside he's kind of having a he's bullshitting with the the greasy fucker um what's his name oh that was Oh, what do we call it? Alan, Alan, Alan Demescu yeah. or something. <laughs> Demescu, that was it. Demescu. Yeah, not, not demon, demons are, or whatever I said it was. Um, and so he's bullshitting with him, and then he, he doesn't know what's going on. He's a bit pissed off because, you know, oh, why didn't they tell us? Yeah. Um, and then uh, they're, they're a bit concerned because they don't know what's going on, Parkinson and... And, and so that you can hear their voices over what's going. It's like, well, yeah, we don't, it's like we don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's like we've got one feed. We can't connect to the studio, but we've got the we've got the we've got the audio. So yeah, we can hear Parkinson and Lynn wondering what what's going on while we're watching someone else say what the fuck's going on. Yeah, um, and so then they manage to get the feedback up again, and it's like normal but they've got no sound because yeah. the sound guy isn't there it's just, they the, can just see the, the feed of the living room isn't it and everyone sat there playing a board game yeah and smithy's smith smithy smithy's pleased because obviously his his missus is safe yes but then he's um, got another phone call and then there's like because I, I looked at this i was thinking well you know there's like 10 minutes to go so like i said it's on for an hour and a half and so the last 30 minutes it's well, not even thirty minutes. Probably the last twenty minutes is where it all whole hell breaks loose. Yeah, um, and it you know shit hits the fan, um, and and so they, there's another call. And and who's this call from? It's a mystery caller. Oh, from somewhere. Mm. And what does he explain? He's explaining the history of the house that there was a Mister and Mrs. Summers, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. They sublet a room to a man called Raymond Tunstall. He was a nephew, I think. Yes, and that he, there's no l- records of this because they sublet it illegally. Yes, well, I mean it's their fucking house; so they can do what they want. But they they sublet this room to this guy. So there's although Lynn thought she knew the history of the house, she actually doesn't. No, because this person was not on the census or anything like that. Turns out he had a bit of a bit of a history of m- molesting. Children, abuse, uh, abduction of minors, all those good things. Yes. Uh, they thought he was possessed. Um, he says that he thought a woman was um, making him do things and making him, and so yeah. he started wearing clothes, wearing oh, dresses. Yeah, wearing dresses, yeah. So he's a cross, cross-dressing child molester. Yes. And he ended up committing suicide under the stairs. Yes. Oh, um, and also that he had 12 cats at the time because I think his pe- it happened when his his parents were on, uh, sorry, his auntie and uncle, auntie and uncle were on holiday. And they had 12 cats. And uh, so he hung himself 
And the cats then started to eat him. Yes. Uh, so now it's all coming together. And yeah. so Lynn looks at the screen and she realises that there's something not quite right. Yeah. And it's because there's a picture and it's still on the, the wall, which came off during the whole pandemonium earlier on, um, and saying that it's not live footage. And then it, this is kind of, well... I don't know how you felt about this because it sort of goes a bit strange now because there's like a wind that starts blowing through yeah. the, the studio and um, she's like, oh, we've, God, we've created a massive seance. Yeah, that's a little weird, isn't it? And then you cut back to the street and uh, there's wind blowing into the street. Um, the kids, well, Kim's outside and yeah. the mom's there. And the police turn up. Yep, Mike's, uh, uh, Mike's been on a been put on a stretcher. The sound fella who got knocked out by flying glass. Mm. Um, so the only people inside the house is Suzanne and Sarah and Chris. Apparently, yes. Um, it's all going fucking mad. Obviously, uh, then we cut to the what was it the Fleur camera? What do they call them? It, infrared. Yeah, the, the infrared camera. Um, yeah, which. Which is which is clever because I mean back in the day you got to remember the biggest telly you were watching it on was probably nineteen twenty inch, and this camera over half the screen is just taken up with statistics, so you've only got a tiny little fucking picture, mm. and uh, it's of Sarah looking for Suzanne, uh, finds Chris, um, and what the fuck have I written here? <laughs> They get a torch. Yeah, well, torch. first of all, she she gets, she says, oh, have you got that lighter? And she lights it, and it's like a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like his typical lighter. You know, it's a massive flame. But anyway, they find a torch, and then it cuts back to the regular sort of camera. But you can only see, it's very poorly lit, because it's it's just a torch. Yeah. Um, and they can hear Suzanne's voice inside the glory hole. Um, and then... So the door opens and she goes in it and then the door fucking slams behind her. Yeah, and there's lots of cat sounds. And cut to the studio. Studio is going mental. There's there's things exploding. There's, Everyone's running away. There's... Um, and then you get... It's a black screen. You know, your TV, like what you're watching on, goes black. And then you can see uh, this thing start to go on, come back... At, a little bit and it, the camera's angle's a bit skewed um, and it's not focused on anything but you can see and you can hit, you can see the f- f- silhouette or, or the you know the body of Michael Parkinson and he's standing he's kind of a bit confused he's, sta- he's walking around he doesn't know what's happening you can't see his face particularly no. but you can you know it's just you can see his, his chest and a little bit of his you know and I'll then tell you what when that fucking screen I remember that at the end it's like Shit in my pants when I was a nipper watching this anyway. And the screen goes fucking black for five seconds. And old dickhead is already sat in a a room with no bloody lights on. So I'm sat there with my heart going mental. And then it cuts to black anyway. And it's like, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Thanks for that. I'm now now double double shit in my pants. Yeah. And then um, he's talking to himself like, you know, what's what's happening? Like I said, he sounds very confused. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he starts saying... Round and round the garden, like a teddy bear, and it's like his voice then gets distorted, yeah. and you hear a cat screaming, and you, there's no end music or anything. It just no. can't, you get the credits roll at the end. It's like, 
fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, it's. What did you think? What did you think? God, do, do you know what? It's a tough one because it's really, it, it's it's really. You'll never get that first watch back again. You know, I'm never gonna be convinced it was real again because I know it isn't. Whereas at the time, you think, "What the fuck has just happened?" and you f- you forgive some of the weirdness at the end. I mean, it becomes a little bit too weird. So I'm never going to get that that back again. So I kind of watched this sort of partially for entertainment and just to see if I could understand if it still worked now and why it worked. Um, and, you know, I don't... It, it can never be that thing that you watch again that's that sort of pulled, you know, gets your hook, line and sinker. But it's still tense in areas. The way it's made, who they... like. All the all the stars they used in it, great move getting them in. The fact that they did the studio, the outside broadcast, the phone lines, the university research videos, and all of that evidence and things that they, the, the amount of effort they put to make this seem real, um, along with obviously some things, little clues here that it wasn't, but the amount of work they put to make this seem feasible is still i don't i can't, it's still really 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 well done and i don't i can't remember the last time the bbc made a program as brave as this mm. and not giving a shit or th- or maybe just not thinking that some people might take it seriously um i i i enjoyed it but as much as anything i just found it fascinating to watch back to see how they did it and how they got away with it mm and um, yeah, for that reason, I thought I thought it was great. I mean, some of it's obviously stupid now. It goes a bit too far at the end. You can look at it and say, you know, the the bit with the um, where it's replaying the old footage, which isn't live, but they think it's live and it isn't live. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, they could have used that a bit earlier. They could have played with that a bit more. But like I said, it spends a long time building. And then it just goes mad for ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes at the end. So there's there's, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of build up for just a, a bit of mentalness. But as a piece of television, television at the time, and looking back on it now, I think they did a really fucking good job with it. Mm. It's funny because watching it, like I said, for the first time in thirty years um, this year, and so. I mean, I, I jokingly said, like, you know, kind of, I, I watched it with Kay because I wanted a bit of company. But there's there's a bit of truth in that as well. And it's also... I, I don't surprise you. It had a massive... It had a massive impact at the time, if you, if yeah. you saw it, I think. And so, and so uh, not that I was scared of it, but, it, like, it has always almost got, for people who watched it back then, that infamous legendary status yeah it's got that myth like it is legendary isn't it if you saw it it then it's and even though you know everything about it doesn't mean you can watch it and just laugh at it it's just because you know it made you feel uncomfortable all that time ago so we watched it um and it was just going dark and so if i can picture the scene so we watched it As daft as this sounds, I haven't got a DVD player or a Blu-ray player in my living room in, where the main TV is. Did you but, watch it in your glory hole? 
So in my glory hole, in my my little man, well, say my man cave, which is a converted garage, and this is where I spend time podcasting and gaming and whatever. So that's got got my PC and PS5. So I put the disc in there, and so uh, I've got a little sofa from IKEA. We sat on that. So if you can you can picture this, um, the the TV is sort of facing the outside window. So and to my left is the kitchen door, which leads into the kitchen, and then uh, we've got a little a little dining room. So you, and as it got darker, as it got the program went on, we both started looking to our left because we had the, we had the door open because the kids were in bed. Yeah, and so we we knew the kids were asleep, but we would as the show went on and we got and it got more and more intense and things were happening. We just kept looking to our left because it was dark. It was really dark in those rooms. There was no lights on, and because it was dark in in my room. Um, in fact, to a point where Kay even turned the light on. <laughs> because it, it, and so there are moments in it which were genuinely unsettling. Yeah. I, I still found it quite unsettling to watch in places, particularly those. I'm gutted that you miss them, those like kind of blink and you miss it moments yeah, where I'm a little bit there, there is, um, you know, you can see pipes or you can see uh, another figure which is there. And so from my point of view, I, I, I think... At the time, it it's it's pretty amazing that something like this was made yeah. and very inventive um, and ahead of its time. Because now, you can see these kinds of found footage films all over. I mean, I remember watching the Blair Witch Project, and mm. that's very similar. In, and that the, I, um, I read online that apparently they spoke to the um, the makers of that, and they said they had watched it, but again, they weren't influenced by it. I think bullshit. Um, but because that. In itself, the Blair Witch is um, nothing really happens in it for no. a lot, a lot of it, and then it's there's little things that happen, and then all hell breaks loose in the last ten minutes, and you're you're left with that image spoiler of somebody standing in the corner, you know, yeah, and that's kind of and that was quite very unsettling. But then the thing the Blair, got the Blair Witch because there was a massive gap, weren't there, between it coming out in America and here, so it'd be kind of been ruined. I'd already heard about this film called The Blair Witch coming out and it was a fake found footage reality thing. Mm. So it's like, mm. I know it's not real now. So I kind of always struggle to get into that. The last five five minutes are creepy. But yeah, I mean, like I said, having never heard of this before I watched it particularly, it, it, it suckered me right in. Mm. And so it, it's, I, I still found, I mean, you can, like I said, if you're looking at it for it, you can see where there's a few little couple of bits where it doesn't quite add up. Um, and then I think, like, I, I don't know why, I had it in my mind that the actual Parkinson possession was more, I thought there was more to it. No, I, I, no, 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 I, yeah, no, you're right. That's exactly what I thought. I seem to think that you actually saw him and he was like properly possessed. Yeah. But actually, you don't really see any. You see, hear him utter a couple of lines, and that's it. And I you, you thought don't... you saw his face for some reason come into the camera in that heat visiony type thing. I thought he it, with, and I thought his eyes just looked black and dead because it was in heat that, vision, and he just that is started so reciting at you. That is so weird because that's exactly how I saw it. That's exactly how I thought <laughs> it was. That is so weird, oh, is honestly. Weird. No, because I, I, I don't like the fact. <laughs> No, no, it's true. I thought that uh, that was going to happen. And I was almost a little bit disappointed when it didn't happen yeah. this time because I thought, I'm, I swear that, uh, you know, I've got that in my mind. Like you said, you see, it's like his eyes are just uh, um, either dead 
black over or there's there's something not quite right about yeah. his face but you actually never actually see his face do no, you you just no. hear his voice and oh, so that that is weird that is very <laughs> freaky um and, and so it i it's i still i, I did enjoy it but it it still did freak me out a little mm. bit. I think that, like you said, the use of sound. The um, I think that I think what does it is the fact that it is got it's got genuine like real people in it. Yeah. You know, it's not they're not actors. You know, you pick up on that very quickly. And I think this is the thing with Lynn. You can pick up on I think that she's an actress or she's an actor. You know, with uh, with them, you know, they're not. So there's that almost sincerity in their performance. Um, but at the same time, it didn't it didn't feel hokey. No. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they they play it genuinely. That's the thing. There's, um, yeah, I did enjoy it, and I think it's it's um, it's definitely got its place in history. Oh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see, see or hear what people think of it who've never seen it before. Yeah. But whether whether they'd be desensitised to stuff like that now because there's so much of it nowadays. It's I don't know. I think maybe, like you said, you had to be there. I think you did, because as long as you know that it's not real, I think you had to be of a certain age and a certain... And I was going to say, because of your age as well, I think affected your... Um, you know, because maybe my mum or dad would have yeah. watched it and thought it's a load of bollocks. But then they but, might not have done, actually, because, again, it's really hard to, it's really hard to look back and, and digest what it would have been like. I know we did, but digest what it's like to see this for the first time in a world where we don't have the internet and anything like that and any availability of anything to debunk it straight away so all you've got is this mm. Mm. would you let your kids watch it no <laughs> no fucking way there's no way i'd let them watch critters um because funny because i'm looking at a screenshot of that now because i've got the website up in front of me yeah. but because we, when we did gremlins we watched gremlins yeah. um you know i was debating whether or not to let them watch gremlins um but we did because there's not really many gory moments in that, no. to be honest with you. And Critters is similar. There's hardly any blood in that. So I'd probably let them watch Critters because they'd find that quite funny. But we watched a film a couple of years ago called The Hole, which is ironically directed by Joe Dante, who did uh, Gremlins. And that is really quite creepy. I remember watching that in the cinema um, at the time because it's got teenagers in it, you know, yeah. so I was thinking. But it's a 12 but it's about ghosts and it's about something coming out of the hole and pl- and preying on your, your your worst fears and that is actually really really creepy um even though it's a 12 and it's aimed at i suppose teenagers if you want to call it that so i did watch it with my two <laughs> it freaked them out a bit <laughs> but there's no, no i wouldn't let them watch this no. It, I, I, not not at their age i think it would genuinely scare them and it would give them nightmares cuz it you know it's it is it's it's not yeah no, i wouldn't do that <laughs> I'm a bit of an arsehole in some ways, but I wouldn't do that at all. No. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't make them like this anymore. No, definitely. I, yeah, it's uh, fascinating, really, like you said, uh, and so freaky that we both had that recollection of Parkinson at the end. It's weird that very. I see. I'm very... going to be trawling and to see if they actually, if that ever was the ending. Yeah, that is bizarre that we both had that. Thought. What I don't want it to—I want it to be the ending, but for some reason it's not on the DVD. Or what I don't want to find out that that was never the ending, because then that's just like, well, why? Why yes. do I think it is? That's going to bug me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, there we go. This could have been a Halloween show, really, couldn't it? But uh, anyway, yeah. it's well, uh, that's the weird thing was I bought it um, a few weeks before you suggested it, and I was thinking, oh, Halloween. Yes. Well, anyway, there we go. Now. 
it's over to you. It's your pick. Oh, are we going to go back to the movies? Because we've had a couple we of... We are. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, back. What's the... What's the detours to TV? Um, so are we going back to the big screen? Yes, we are going back to the big stream. Big stream, yes. We're going back go to the big on, stream. Have I known as a river? Yes. So we're going back. We're not going back as... as I think we might be, must, might be the least back we've been, actually. Um, we are going back to 2002. Oof, blimey heck. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think Starship Troopers was the the, the nineteen ninety seven, that's the yeah. earliest, so to speak, yeah. or latest, yeah. whatever we you are, want to call it. We are walking the post apocalyptic sands of the year two thousand and two when everything had been destroyed by the Y two K bug. And um no, we're not we're not doing that. Um so ooh, who should I give you? Should I give you the direct I'll give you I'll give you some stars. Go on then. Um Right, who sounds good? Uh, Darren Morfitt. No. Thomas Lockyer. No. Emma Cleesby. <laughs> no. Uh, Kevin McKidd. Oh, Dog Soldiers. Yes. Oh, I've only ever seen that once. Yeah. Um... Oh God, Neil Marshall directed it. Yes, because um, uh, he did a film called Doomsday. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, it's a good film that is. Um, and then he directed some episodes of Game of Thrones as well. Um, bloody hell! Oh, I haven't seen that for a while. That'd be good. Good to talk about. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen this for oh twenty one years. I ju- it's that old. Fucking hell! I yeah. well, obviously clearly is when you say two thousand and two. Yeah, bloody hell! That's because that doesn't seem. Oh, uh, what else did he direct? Um, oh god, what's that one where it's the sort of spelunkers? Um, oh, um, that's fucking scary as well. Oh, fuck. um, fucking hell! <laughs> um, the not the hole. The yeah, the, um, the the thing. Um, Pollocks, what's it called? It's called... Stall, stall for time. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. The Descent. The Descent. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Because they did a sequel, didn't they? Yeah, um, The Descent 2, Descentening. I, didn't, I never saw that, so... Um, <laughs> wow, okay, cool. I'm looking forward to that one already. Um, right. So, thank you very much for listening to us talk about Ghost Watch. I'm glad I rewatched it, but yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again. No, no I'm, I'm, I was... I'm, one of the worrying things for me to watch because it held such a such a uh, an emotional impact on me at that age that I was worried that watching it could completely destroy it, mm. and it didn't. So no. yay, good thing. No, definitely not. Right, okay. Mm. So um, if you want to find us and the show, if you go to www.60mw.co.uk that's where you'll find all the different podcasts that we do um, all of the news items, the reviews everything else, uh, if you go to um, at 60mw podcast on Twitter, that's where you'll find all the giveaways and everything uh, that we do <coughs> excuse me um, I'm at Dastardly Jabby on Twitter where are you? Me? Well I'm either hiding in your curtains or, or you know sniffing around your glory hole <laughs> um, on Twitter, I'm at Ape Mutterings. Mm, yes, um, and 
there you go. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time for some dog soldiers. Bye bye. Woof woof.